tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. This afternoon release uh, uh, operation. This afternoon release uh, uh, operation for victims of the Ekosumbo Dam spillages gathering pace. Uh, support for the communities affected by flooding continues to grow. The Volta River Authority itself has committed 20 million Ghana cities to helping deal with the situation faced by the displaced persons. I will give you a breakdown of uh, the support that has gone there so far and the areas are still in need of uh, support. Uh, also, uh, here with us, I will speak to the president of the Ghana Bankers Association, John Iwa, uh, who will tell us about the relief operation that banks are teaming up uh, with some civil society groups to mobilize support for the victims. But today, government has been giving an update on the relief efforts so far. Uh, this afternoon, uh, here from the VRS uh, Deputy Chief Executive in Charge of Operations, Engineer Edward Kenzo, who has been addressing news conference uh, on the latest. We will work with uh, NADMO, and as the Honorable Minister said at the beginning, the emergency centre which has been set with the calling number of, calling number of 311. All is part of this coordination to make sure that this relief um, to affected communities is coordinated. Uh, as said, we will still be working continuously with NADMO to make sure these activities come to one central point to make sure the release goes to those who need it most. Um, on the way forward, um, I would like to say that we will be working with the government and all the other agencies to see how best we can bring a lasting solution to whatever we find ourselves today. Um, so that will be my answer to that uh, 
question. Uh, when you go to the, the 20 million, 20 million is money given initially. As the situation unfolds, uh, VIO will still maybe add up to the money to make sure they relieve that we've promised to give these communities. They get those relief, that uh, relief. Um, someone asked of an additional spillage uh, way forward. At least I can stand here to say that there'll be no additional increase of spillage. Uh, we are tracking the data that is coming, and we are going to control the gate per the data that we, 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 we receive. Um, for knowledge, at least yesterday, we, we, we had some drops in volumes, so at least we've managed the amount of water that we are spilling out now. We've cut off some volumes out of it. Um, the number of people displays and a type of um, medicine supplied. Um, that data, I think I'll leave it to Nadon, since they are the uh, agency that handles disaster management. They have this data, and I'm sure in the due course they'll share it with all of us for us to do the total number of people affected. The medicine type too, I know we are working with the, the district uh, health services at the district level, the Ghana SS at the district levels. A type of medicine, I'll try and get the full details of medicine that are supplied and make sure in subsequent uh, briefing we'll give you the type and quantities of medicine supplied. Also well, far, here's the major support that has gone to the community so far in terms of uh, cash. So uh, we'll break that down for you in terms of uh, what's been happening uh, on uh, the grounds as well and also bringing in some updates we've seen going into the communities but uh, on the ground uh, what are the needs uh, of join us um, shortly uh, before that though uh, let's uh, break down the issues for you in terms of uh, some of the affected areas and uh, the um, issues you need to know about in terms of what's happening now so what you see now on the screens is that uh, just giving you a picture of view of our uh, map outline of uh, where all of these hotspots are. Uh, you see the Akosumbo Dam up uh, there uh, on the Volta River, um, and you have uh, its uh, tributaries also there, but, but the source appears to be coming from the White Volta, uh, which, has its, which has its levels going up um, to a reason for which the Akosumbo Dam is being spilled. Uh, then there's also um, a proposed um, holding dam, which is supposed to, be, to have been the pond dam down there, uh, which could have prevented this uh, whole level of flooding that we, we have seen over um, the period, uh, if other are concerns, because in the Bono East region, residents of uh, the Vutudeke uh, have uh, resolved uh, to actually start, restart their land uh, in their farms and also bushes after losing their habitats to flooding their uh, clearing the bushes to set up their homes as uh, the community is one of uh, the areas along the Volta River. Uh, Bartley reports that the community will need government support in starting their lives all over again. All families in Vutudeke have evacuated the community into higher grounds, which are mainly farms and bushes. Wooden huts, roofed with thatch through communal labor, have been built by many units with nylons. These shelters are completely covered to prevent water from seeping through them. Many here continue to count their loss. I trade in fish. My husband is also a fisherman. For months, we haven't been able to go to the lake. We beg before we eat. 
It costs 50 cities to commute to markets and back. It is too expensive. Government should intervene. The original Vutudeke community sits on the banks of the Volta Lake with the majority of inhabitants working in the fishing value chain. Presently, the concrete homes are buried by the flood water. Without a boat, it's almost impossible to visit the community, which now experienced such flood disaster in 2010 when residents relocated to the bush. Leadership of the community say, though they have lost thousands of cities to the flood, they are looking at starting over. When the floods came in 2010, we came to live here. When it receded, we never envisaged it will flood like this ever again. So we went back to acquire our properties there. Now, we have decided to make this our town. Decided to make this our town. U.S. Um, regulators in African countries are also going to look at same and, and position themselves to also try and prevent their customers or their, their citizens from being indulged in uh, activities which could lead to fraud or money laundering issues. All right. We have 30 seconds. I know some Ghanaians who have Binance accounts. What does this mean for uh, investors? When the floods recede, our people can go and make temporary structures and work there. But the homes will be built here. We are still setting up. Some have been able to acquire shelters. Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? The second round of domestic debt exchange program. So far, the official credit committee has not met, um, and so that's quite a big delay. It's not really obvious why there should be such a delay. Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn. I-N-T-E-X. That is so true, my daughter. But it's father, it's too spoiled. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top, I've got.
Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. The school has served the nation under several capacities as an institution. This year, the school is celebrating its 125th anniversary on Saturday, 28 October 2023 at 9 o'clock a.m. The venue for the Grand Deba is the forecourt of the school's administration block. Speaking on the theme, promoting quality education through discipline for tomorrow's generation is Reverend Professor Joseph Osafwedi. The special guest of honor to grace the occasion is Odenoho Kwafo Akutu Dete. Your man Hene of Akumu Traditional Area. Other invited guests include His Excellency Dr. Mahamud Dubaumia, Vice President of the Republic of Ghana. Thomas Ampemyako, MP4 as the main constituency. Right Reverend Professor Joseph Oguya Guamanti, the moderator of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana and many more dignitaries. The days preceding the Grand Deba will be filled with activities such as inter-house football gala, floats, awards presentation and many more. All old students, stakeholders and well wishes are cordially invited. Upon, Upon the, the mountain, mountain, we are pleased to see Thanks for joining us. Uh, concerns though are on the rise about the support of the country, also affected by flooding from the uh, Volta River. Uh, more on that uh, for you. Jay has been looking at the figures. Is joining me right now uh, with uh, more on this. Uh, we'll also be having in studio uh, John Ewa, who is president of the Ghana Association uh, of uh, Banks. But uh, for now, though, Isaac of Jay is with us. Isaac, we're just talking in, uh, about the figures. The country is also going to look at same. And, and position themselves to also try and prevent their customers or their, their citizens from being indulged in uh, activities which could lead to fraud or money laundering issues. All right. We have 30 seconds. I know some Ghanaians who have Binance accounts. What does this mean for uh, investors? When the floods recede, our people can go and make temporary structures and work there. But the homes will be built here. We are still setting up. Some have been able to acquire shelters. Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Second round of domestic debt exchange program. So far, the official credit committee has not met, um, and so that's quite a big delay. It's not really obvious why there should be such a delay. Is the money too small? 
A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn. That is so true, my daughter. But it's father, it was spoiled. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Every day, people have money emergencies. Mom, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top five, we got it. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop money. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Stuff me crap. And known Presbyterian Senior High School is a prestigious school in the Sunyamine district of the Eastern Region. Established in 1897, the school has served the nation under several capacities as an institution. This year, the school is celebrating its 125th anniversary on Saturday, 28 October 2023 at 9 o'clock a.m. The venue for the Grand Deba is the forecourt of the school's administration block. Speaking on the theme, promoting quality education through discipline for tomorrow's generation is Reverend Professor Joseph Osafwedi. The special guest of honor to grace the occasion is other invited guests include His Excellency Dr. Mahamud Dibawonia, Vice President of the Republic of Ghana, Thomas Ampenyako, MP4 as a Jamaican constituency, Right Reverend Professor Joseph Oduye Boamante, the moderator of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana, and many more dignitaries. The days preceding the Grand Deba will be filled with activities such as inter-house football gala, float, awards presentation, and many more. All O students, stakeholders, and well wishers are cordially invited. Upon the mountain, we are fresh to Thanks for joining us. Uh, concerns though are on the rise about the support of the country, also affected by flooding from the uh, Volta River. Uh, more on that uh, for you. We has been looking at the figures. Is joining me right now uh, with uh, more on this. Uh, we'll also be having in studio uh, John Ewa, who is president of the Ghana Association uh, of uh, Banks. But uh, for now, though, Isaac Ophir is with us. Isaac, we're just talking in, uh, about the figures, the level of um, support we've seen so far, uh, and I'm taking a look at what's happened now, though, Isaac Ophir is with us. Isaac, we're just talking in, uh, about the figures, the level of 
um, support we've seen so far. Uh, and I'm taking a look at what's happening. Well, joining us on Zoom is research lead at GCB Capital Courage Booty. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first off, help us understand the thinking behind moving all accounts of MDAs and government's uh, statutory funds to the Bank of Ghana as part of Treasury reforms, we are told, under this IMF deal. Good afternoon, Darrell. Um, yes, this was a reform under the last IMF program, really. Uh, I guess the idea, I believe the idea... The situation we are having is a national, you know, disaster because it's not just one region or two that we are talking about. We are talking about nine districts scattered across the cities to the victims. Right. There's also Magdan Foundation, 1.2 million Ghana cities. Uh, Dr. Baumia, we know, also donated uh, 160,000 Ghana cities worth of items. And uh, VRA themselves says they've spent 9 million CDs so far. There's also Ghana Pharmaceutical Society. They have donated uh, relief items worth 100,000 Ghana CDs to the victims. NDC also 1.5 million relief items uh, worth. And then Ghana, uh, um, you know, Tankers Union. So we can count about 11 of these different entities and individual organizations all going in there to pour in, you know, support for the victims. Uh, in the Volta region and also uh, other parts of the country. So that's the picture currently. Blizzard. Nine districts are affected by the floods, and most of these areas are farming communities. But given the level of uh, distraction, uh, the estimation is more su support is needed. Absolutely, because the spillage is not stopping anytime soon, uh, although we have the rate of increase of the water going down. The level is still at a point where... Uh, is, uh, if we don't continue with the spillage, it probably will affect the integrity of the dam. And you heard from VRA, they said they are not going to change the volume of water that they spill per day. They are still going to go ahead with what they spill. Uh, because we saw that even after a month of prolonged spillage, they still had the, the dam rising from uh, 271 feet to 277. And so they also don't want to be caught you know, off guard again, uh, probably. So they will go ahead to do the spillage and there have been calls that they should open the floodgates for the water to also enter the city so that we do not see more havoc being caused here. Uh, are we getting any data on the, uh, the situation, on, on, I mean, within the dam itself? Uh, because the water levels, according to the Volta River Authority, keeps going up. Yeah. It, from the figures we have, is it coming down? So if you look at two things. The water level is still high. If you look at it in, in terms of feet, it's still around the 277 feet. But the Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? ¿Ya estás preparado para vivir Nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The only good thing is that the rate of increase of the water is, is, is the one that is actually being reduced. So if you look at on the map right now, the water is not just coming from one area. It's coming from three different sources. It's coming from the black water, also coming from the red water and the white water. It's of all of them coming into the water lake. And the pond down, which is supposed to serve as the reservoir to take extra intake from 
their Kosovo. All of them coming into the Volta Lake and the pond down, which is supposed to serve as the reservoir to take extra intake from the Kosovo. If you like, St. Ghana has a long way to go in restructuring our over 400 billion city debt. What do you make of uh, these projections by Fitch? Um, amount of water coming into the dam is not just from one source, from different, different parts of the country and also from other countries where we do not have control of. People are talking about rainfall, but mind you... The, uh, with the latest um, on this, uh, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes and uh, bringing you uh, some update. But let's go back to the map, uh, as you've seen uh, on your screens right now, pointing out to you what, what the situation yeah. uh, is. Um, we we can see yeah, that... Yeah, of, um, of course. On the, on the screen right now, what you see is the... Is a map showing you the, the direction where the water is actually coming from. So if you can show it from the black water, which is supposed to feed the buoy dam, and then also we have from the white water, the, there you see the red water is also feeding water into. So these three sources, voluminous amount of water, all coming into the water lake. And if you look at or you appreciate the amount of water that VRA is filling every day, you appreciate the kind of situation that we find ourselves in. And I spoke about it, that the Pong Dam is supposed to serve as a, the reservoir, the intake area where when the Akosombo Dam is too full and we are doing some of this spillage, it's supposed to take the water. But that dam is also full and can't take in any water any longer. So we have to spill from Akosombo and uh, Pong concurrently, and that's causing the havoc. And you see... Uh, thank you, uh, Isaac Ufiaji, uh, for giving us the latest. Uh, John Iwa is uh, president of the Ghana uh, Association of Banks. Uh, uh, we also have uh, Felix uh, Kisiedu uh, Adi, who is the executive director uh, for the United uh, Way Ghana. Uh, we'll be talking all about that shortly, but uh, just watch this. You know that the village started from my constituency, and so some communities very close to the dam uh, recorded some incidents. So there were essentially the buildings that are made of mud uh, collapsed, and uh, we have about 50 of, of such homes that have collapsed, displacing uh, the surfaces from Nadmo. Uh, about 160 uh, persons have been displaced. The greatest effect in my constituency, as I put it, is uh, with the cages in the water. The fish farms that are in uh, the lake have all been destroyed. Cages have been moved, nets have been torn, and all the fishes have escaped and lost, have died. And that is uh, a huge loss to the people there. And it is a worrying situation that we are all trying to contain. That's the reason for which we're having this conversation, because uh, the, the call for more support, more help um, for these affected communities. Uh, fortunate to have the Ghana Association of Banks uh, coming in as the CEO um, for the group. Uh, Mr. Johnny is joining us uh, for this conversation. And also uh, we have uh, Felix uh, Kisiedu Adi, who's Executive Director, United Way uh, Ghana, all joining us. Thank you, gentlemen, for, uh, for spending some time uh, w with us. Um, Many were, were, were not expecting that you would move out of your offices uh, just to announce that indeed you're going out to support these communities. But as an association, what place by these floodwaters? Thank you very much. Um, as community of banks, we know we operate within our 
communities and association one placed by these floodwaters. Thank you very much. Um, as community of banks, we know we operate within our community. See that which we may reach a conclusion or not really. So it has been a characteristic of the uh, common framework so far. Let's see how government of Ghana deals with it differently from the others. Can the nation afford a second round of domestic debt exchange? Of all the devastation that has been recorded, um, I was here listening to you know, the previous presenter who eloquently took us through the, the level of devastation. Come up working once more. With, once more, we come together all the banks, 23 plus, ARB Apex Bank and the Development Bank Ghana came together and we tax United Way. That's, this is your uh, area of speciality. <laughs> so they have been on field, they've assessed. And what we do is because we want to be more impactful, we want to assess where our relief effort is going and who and Indeed, who is benefiting, benefiting and so we can be tracking them over a period. So we, we, in the, we've broken our intervention into three different phases. Right. We have the phase one, where 100 families have been identified and we are going to provide relief items for to one up to these 100 families. Right. Um, as we are going on with the uh, distribution of these 100, mm -hmm. um, a further assessment will be ongoing to identify additional families, I think about 200 yeah. more families. Yeah. And, and here we are budgeting about eight people per family. So uh, the level of intervention is quite big. Yeah. And then we have the phase three where I'm sure um, so, so I'm sure we'll talk about it's a very lengthy exercise yes. that you're carrying out beyond even the flooding that we see immediately. Yes. Uh, but Felix, grateful that you're also here. Uh, so it's a good time to also be asking you uh, about what's happening on the ground, what your assessment uh, is of the level of devastation and how that is feeding into the help uh, that's coming through from the banks. Yeah, thank you very much. So United Way, what, what, what we say is that we mobilize the caring power of yes. the community. And so, like he has said, they find us as worthy partners to go out there. We are an NGO, philanthropic organization. Right. So we specialize in community assessments. We have done the assessments. We identified the, 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 where the, the need is most. And then we identify what the uh, impact intervention will be. And then we take, we take it there. So over the period, the moment we have this, you know, and then we, 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 we engage with, with our, our usual partners, and said, okay, go into the community, do an assessment. We went there, and look, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Right. I mean, for all, for all that is worth, you see people whose lives have been in the twinkle of an eye, just being turned Changed around. Changed all of a sudden. All of a sudden. And they have no idea, what, some have no idea what's happening to them or how to get out of this. So there are immediate needs, and that's what we are trying to, you know, uh, you know I see. We'll attack. talk about the needs. Uh, the uh, group of 100, you know, the families that you're supporting, uh, would they be, all be within one area uh, or you're spreading them across the districts that have been affected? So there are various interventions happening okay. all across the, the places. Area, uh, or you're spreading them across the districts that have been affected? So there are various interventions happening okay. all across the, the places. We support the country's economic recovery program. Manuel Quarantin reports from London. The UK and Ghana are hatching plans of how to further trade relations. The UK-Ghana Business Council has been operating since 2018, looking for mutually beneficial opportunities. Minister for International Business in the United Kingdom, Nigel Haddleston, says the United Kingdom government means well. 
uh, we've got a trade agreement, a trade and partnership agreement with Ghana, and uh, we've just had uh, the business council zoning and, and put our interventions in two areas, Atoll and Mepe. And if you hear all the stories, these are the two, some of the two places where they are hardest hit. So yes, we've gone there, we've done that, we've done the... No reason why interventions such as this uh, are very much important, and we are working with United Way to make sure that our intervention is properly targeted, and we can follow so, so on you with You felt this. the impact to us, back. Of course, yes. yes. I see. We, we, we do, we do. So the, that's a zone uh, that, of course, uh, for instance, we're hearing from the South DMP indicating that uh, because of uh, fishing activities uh, along that side, you have a lot of revenue passing through that, uh, that area. Uh, are, are you significantly feeling the impact? Of what's well, I mean, assessment is still ongoing. Right. You know, some of these things, when they happen, you yes. need to um, take your time to analyze the data. Right. There are seasonalities, and, and at some point, you have to sit down and then properly break down the data to understand what portion of the movement is uh, being led or being driven by um, the devastation that has happened in that loca location. Actually, as bank, that is not our primary occupation at the moment. Our primary occupation is how do we provide relief assistance, make sure the people who are most affected by this devastation receive the immediate need, food, water, drink, you know, even, you know, basic things like toiletries, you know, that people don't have. Our primary focus is difficult uh, situation. Uh, so the immediate concern is about saving lives, yeah. uh, I guess. So now let's talk about um, these other phases of the, of the project that, that you intend to run. After supporting them, what's, what's next? So the, the, the first phase is, the, is, is about numbers, first phase one, phase two. Yeah. So phase, phase one mm -hmm. is 100, so 150 families. families yes. That where we do, whilst we are giving out the interventions, we are also assessing and identifying the other, you know, needy families. And then we'll go to phase two and also support these needy families. Phase three, actually, is a long-term reintegration program. So basically, United Way works for mainly in education and economic empowerment. So what we will do is mainly in education. Children have to go back to school. Yeah. And so we, we will work with, uh, you know, uh, Bank, the Association of Bankers mm -hmm. and other partners to reintegrate these people. Basic things. When we say basic needs and basic necessities of life, um, you know, their uniforms, their books, their textbooks, their socks, their shoes, their bags. Yeah. Everything, you know, and teaching and learning materials from, for, for, for the classrooms where, you know, you know, currently the classrooms are being used as the shelter areas for, uh, you know, during this period. And so they will need to be put into a certain, you know. I see. As, as United Way, have you put some level of um, a total cost to the, the level of distraction? Because I, the understanding is the banks alone might not be able to, you know, just do everything. They, they, they may need the support of other partners to come on board and to, and to partner the project. Have you been able to cost that, or perhaps are you open to having more persons on board to support the bank? We are open. I mean, we, we, look, as, as day in, day out, more and more communities even get affected, just like he explained you know, prior to my hour coming here. You know, the, the floods are keep, you know, keep moving and then all that. And then, you see, the, there's a lot of interventions from other people happening all over the place. I know that the regional minister has set up a, a coordination point where his coordinators, and in fact, in our community, uh, you know, in some, when we, community entry, we actually worked with the NADMO and the regional minister's coordination team and is to identify some of these families. So others are doing a lot of other things. But yes, we are open, particularly towards the phase three. 
you know, where we'll have to reintegrate them, you know, after all this is, is, is done. And that's where we also have quite some strong, you know... Uh, need for funding. Yeah, yeah. need for funding. Uh, the, the issue about restarting also, you know, beyond the children, those who are going to school, the, the point about economic empowerment, it will come up. Yeah. Do you have some plans for, for these people who some might have lost their savings, their investments. That's where the bank's coming, isn't it? To provide some support as well. Are you fashioning some special packages for these people? Um, not beyond our uh, uh, support, collabor- yes. our support on um, collaboration yes. with uh, United yes. Way. We want to see how this takes us. Right. Of course, as we said, we'll be monitoring these families that we have identified. And we want to have a process where we monitor them to a point where they have been fully reintegrated into their previous lives or even better. And that could potentially include restoring economic activity. You know, so these families, the further assessment that United Way will have to assist us with is um, what kind of businesses were they engaged in? Is there a way we can provide some level of assistance in bringing them back to where they are, more or less? an insurance um, and policy of so I'm asking the question because uh, these families have to feed uh, beyond, of course, and, beyond and, and we, that you they cannot yeah. uh, depend forever yeah. on, on food, these, food yes, packs support, yeah. you know, they need to be able to provide for yeah. themselves and that is the next perhaps a phase four where we then after they are now more or less not comfortable but they have the basic needs of life then you know we think deeply about the uh, reintegration aspects which uh, I'm sure uh, further work will have to be done to do proper assessment of the kind of need that is, uh, okay. the kind of standard is needed. How about partnerships? I was just asking him about that. Um, are you open to working with more people? I mean, looking at the level of distraction. You oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. I mean, this is not an exclusive entry uh, program. Right. Um, as, as banks, we even call on our customers to donate to our course, to this course. Um, if you want to join the banks and our collaboration with United Way, please feel, feel free. Um, we are talking about 250 or 350 families. What about 5,000 families? What about, you know, whatever number that we can do? I mean, and we, we will need further funding to be able to reach out to a lot more people. So we welcome whatever help that anybody can provide in cash and in kind. And I'm sure uh, Felix can elaborate a lot more on the kind of things that are needed yeah. so that the people want so, to... So we can yeah. get to that. Uh, yeah. if, if you're able to share some of the key you know, yeah. areas that you need people to support yeah. you yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I mean, currently, so is, is it, like I said, basic necessities of life. Right. But in food, we actually are doing this in food boxes. So okay. one month supply of food boxes. And in the food boxes, you have rice, yam, cooking oil, red oil. I mean, all those things yeah. come in a box nicely packaged. Packaged. That we, yes, that is given out to each of the families. They, they, they are bedding, you know. So, of course, mattresses, you know. Lighting. Lighting, everything, you know. They need um, uh, clothing. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, everything, you know. Mosquito nets, mainly. I mean, right now, all of a sudden, the moment water collects anywhere, it breeds mosquitoes. Definitely. So, yes, mosquito nets are some of the things that... You but but the, the, the families you've identified, have you moved them uh, to some temporary shelter already? Or you are now... You know, in the process of doing that, they are already. Okay. You see, no one is able to to, to live in their in their original places right. abroad. So they are already have been moved into these shelters that we say some of them are schools, community centers, and all those things around there. So we identify them there. Okay. That is why, in our thinking, we we didn't just want to. 
talk about the charity aspect of it, but the philanthropy part of it, the long-term impact. So that's why for us in our intervention, we are talking about post-death, how do we reintegrate them? So reintegrate meaning bringing them back to the status quo. Okay, uh, we need to go, but obviously some of them are also there watching us in the communities right now. What message would you want to send from the Ghana Association of Banks um, to these affected communities who are, and families that are going to, through very trying times now? Yeah. So to all the families that have been directly impacted by this uh, flood situation or the spillage, uh, you should know that our prayers are with you. Um, hold on fast. Help is on its way. As banks, we have not forgotten you. We are working very solidly with United Way, who are experts in this field, and we will definitely help will reach you. And we call on our customers. We call on our stakeholders, major stakeholders, our service providers to join us. And um, let's collaborate a lot more deeply with United Way so we can provide a lot more relief assistance to all the families that have been deeply affected by this devastation. And we also need to uh, lodge you for this worthy cause that you're on. United Way, you'll be on the ground. Yes. They should be on the lookout for you, right? Yes, they should. They should. I mean, we, we, we do this across the globe. Um, whether it's the Maui right. fires in right. the yes. U.S. Yes. or whatever is happening, or Ukraine or anything, you find United Way, of course, in 37 countries around the world. Right. And we in Ghana will also contribute our quota to ensure that we help people with their relief efforts. Uh, I see, uh, and we're grateful that um, you're joining us. Thank you, uh, Felix, and uh, also to John uh, for spending some time uh, with us. Uh, but joining us now, uh, Vice Ms. Dr. Charles Nyaba is president of the uh, President Farmers Association um, of Ghana. Uh, for more on this, uh, and especially knowing that uh, this is impacting food supply uh, situation within the uh, country as well, uh, about seven regions. Uh, uh, we know this cutting along some eight districts in all. Um, so let, let's speak to Dr. Charles Nyaba, who's joining us now. Uh, Doc, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, the point about, uh, you know, the impact on food supply, what, what, what's your projection uh, as an association? Yeah, uh, thanks so much. Uh, let me thank the Bankers Association uh, for trying to come to our aid. Since this happened... Uh, as an association, it has been a serious challenge for us. Uh, we get call from almost all the communities that are flooded. So last week, we have to dispatch a team there to visit um, 23 communities from uh, Akushi and then uh, seven communities from the North uh, Town. And the situation is that bad. We have uh, 5,000 hectares of uh, rice, maize, vegetables, plantain being submerged. We have a, a number of cages uh, that were washed away. And then almost all the communities we visited, our members, they have to be relocated to um, other communities and others move to higher grounds to be able to survive. So... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That's serious. Apart from... Um... 
the food security challenges that those communities will face and greater Accra region will also face. The livelihoods at the moment for those people to survive is what we are focusing on. Now, if you take greater Accra region, especially Accra Central, we get about 70% of uh, our local rice from uh, Volta, Oti, and then Asachari areas. We get almost all our vegetables coming from there. We get fishes from there. So if you have these communities losing everything, now you can imagine what is going to happen to us come to this uh, festive season. And you know, within the Ministry of Food and Agriculture itself, since 2019, the ministry has been advocating that Ghana should become self-sufficient in rice production in the next five years. And one of the areas that can help us achieve this agenda is in these areas. So if you have all the farmers in these areas losing all what they invested in their farms, you can imagine what will happen. When we did a rough calculation to cultivate one acre of rice, it's going for between 4,500 to 5,000. Then it takes two and a half acres to give you one hectare. So we are looking at around 12,000 Ghana cities to do one hectare. So if you have 5,000 uh, hectares being destroyed, we are looking at 36 million. In terms of revenue, if you do one hectare, you are expecting to get about uh, 20 lakhs of the mini uh, uh, rice. And the bag at the moment is going for 650. So if you do the multiplication, we are looking at 60 million Ghana cities that those particular farmers that were visitors are going to lose because of this problem. Now, speaking to those who are doing the, the fish, especially the tilapia, they are losing about 48 million Ghana cities for the cages and then the fingerless that have been washed away. So it's a huge loss to the country and to the community as a whole. And that is going to have significant impact on food security in greater Accra areas in those communities. Uh, I see. But, but then we've, we've heard from the sector minister, uh, Brian Achampong, who's uh, casting doubt over the point you're raising now, the fact that uh, we're sufficient uh, and this will not pose any threats to uh, food security in the country. Why, why do you share an opposing view on this? Yeah, of course. He's a sector minister and uh, he's to ensure that uh, the, food is, the country is food secure. So I don't think you should expect him to have uh, 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 at least put any uh, negative information that might cause fear and panic. So I perfectly understand him and know the angle he's coming from. But I'm also speaking from uh, the information I picked from our members in those areas. Because there's no doubt, nobody can doubt that these are areas that supply greater quantities of rice that we consume in Accra. So if those rice farms are submit, I mean, this one is, 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 is very easy for anybody to make uh, such predictions, okay? Even though we are yet to, to, to gather enough data on all the other areas, on the number of acreages and the quantities in those areas that have been put in the market. But if you have a particular area that we rely so much to get this... Uh, 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 grains, vegetables, legumes, and uh, the, the tubers. You can imagine what will happen. 
Okay. Mm. So me, that is our observation, and we are just speaking the reality on the ground. Unless so, so let's look the for sector minister then. is telling yeah, okay. me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unless the sector minister or any other person is telling me that these areas do not supply that amount of foodstuffs that are missing in greater Accra areas and the communities around them. I see. Uh, let, let's look for solutions now. Um, where do we start off from? So, in the first place, uh, I like what the Bankers Association are doing. There are many other benevolence organizations that are already mobilizing support to get to the farmers. I also heard the ministry saying that they are locating $40 million of the IMF money or the World Bank money to support the, the flood victims. These are fantastic ideas. We welcome that. We are only hoping that, unlike previous uh, programs where um, relief items mm -hmm. are always allocated to victims, end up giving to other people who are not real victims, doesn't repeat itself here. So the first thing is to support the flood victims to survive. Then, in the medium term, we are just hoping that the, the flooding will go down, the water will go down. If we take a VME scheme like this, the scheme is completely submerged, all the panels are broken down. So those who are growing rice on the upper lands will not get water right now. So it means they have to lose their farms. So we are looking at investment that will ensure that we we'll bring the scheme back because it supply a lot of water for farmers around that area. In the long term, these farmers are starting from square zero. So we are looking at intervention that support them with inputs, that support them with mechanization services, that help them to settle properly. Those who lose their shelter, if there's a way we can support them to at least put out their houses to be able to continue to do their daily activities. That is what we are looking to see. Mm. Okay. Uh, the, the riverine communities are known for fishing. Fishing as well is something uh, that they're engaged uh, in. Uh, all of that is gone now, including those who are engaged in uh, the peasant farming, uh, as, as we know. Uh, are you gathering more data on perhaps... Uh, which areas uh, they could move their activities to, uh, j just to provide them some safe haven for now, at least, just to uh, be doing some subsistence farming while we wait for either relocation or whatever the next steps may be. Are, are you mapping out the area now to see possibly where uh, their, their activities might thrive? Sure, yeah, we are, we are doing exactly that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, last week our team... Was as well there, we visited a number of communities around Akushi. Uh, we also went to North Tong. We visited a number of communities. Mm. We are going second time because after return, we got a lot of calls from other areas yeah. uh, that we need to actually go to ascertain the situation. Uh, apart from what others are doing, we are also going to institute our own internal fundraising strategy to see whether we'll be able to raise funds, targeting our members mm. who are affected because we cannot reach out to everybody. Uh, that's what we are doing. And then also to try to come out with a strategy and put it before the ministry and whoever is willing to support to help us in going forward to be able to uh, regain our livelihoods activities. Already, you know that capital has been a challenge in, in the agri-business uh, sector. I'm just wondering if you feel that there's availability of, of these uh, 
uh, funding sources just to do what you are embarking on? Yeah, so one uh, credit I can give to Ghanaians mm -hmm. is that when it comes to things like this, uh, I see many Ghanaians willing to help. We have different, different membership platforms across the country. In all other regions, we have Pizza and Farm Association platform in Western, Western East, Bono, Bono East, Asante, Volta, Oti, Northern, North East, Upper East, Upper West, Savannah. All these areas, when we put the issue there, they are all willing to uh, contribute. So we, 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 we want to take our destiny into our own hands before we look for outsiders to come in support. So actually we are going to tax our members. We have over a million members. So imagine each member is even given 10 cities. 10 times million is summer. That's 10 million. And that's what we are hoping to do. So very soon we will be launching uh, that campaign. And I'm sure uh, Joy FM on many occasions we've been traveling with your team to actually cover things like this. I remember when we had a flooding in Northern and then uh, Upper East region. We were with your team. We went around and then we even mobilized funding to support them. And I'm sure you also use your platform to support our agenda. So we are not going to rely on only formalized institutions to raise funding. We are going to target our own members in the first place and then target those who are providing services to our members. We have fertilizer companies, we have mechanization companies, we have agrochemical companies, we have funding organizations that we've been working with them. These are the institutions we are going to rely on. In the interim, we have already formed a small committee comprising of our own staff and the community members where the flooding happened. And very soon, when this launching it takes place, I'm sure we'll be able to at least support some of them to move to higher grounds, get stability before we think of the support for them to take off. Uh, Dr. Charles Nyama, it's uh, a very trying time for many of your members. Uh, we'll wait to see what uh, sort of help will come through, uh, but grateful uh, for spending some time with us. Uh, you're still with us here on The Pulse. We'll be right back. Calling all distinguished alumni, cherished friends, and well wishes of the University of Professional Studies Accra, UPSA, to join us as we climax the 58th anniversary of UPSA with a fundraising gala and awards ceremony. The date is Friday, November 3rd, 2023, at the iconic UPSA Auditorium with our guest of honor, Dr. K.K. Sapon, Chancellor of UPSA. Our fundraising gala is not just an event, it's a dynamic opportunity to contribute to the establishment of an endowment fund and the construction of an ultra-modern police station for the UPSA community, as well as rekindling old friendships on campus, networking with business leaders, and getting recognized for your charitable contributions. For tickets and donations, simply dial star 771, star 10 hush, and enter the UPSA code 1850. UPSA Scholarship with Professionalism Starting this October 20th to 11th of November The African Football League 
who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money. Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League, our game, our home. Now let's shine together. Under the auspices of the Munich Re Foundation and the Micro Insurance Network, the National Insurance Commission, in collaboration with the Ghana Insurance Association and the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana, are hosting the International Conference on Inclusive Insurance. It's official. The 19th International Conference on Inclusive Insurance is coming to Accra, Ghana, from October 23rd to 27th, 2023. Over 400 experts from 50 countries will discuss ways of accelerating the growth and economic viability of inclusive insurance for emerging markets. Welcome to Accra, Ghana, an unforgettable experience of warmth, unique culinary delicacies, vibrantly colorful people with great strength and character. Welcome to Beguiling Ghana. And thanks for staying with us. The funeral of the Gamanye, Na Dede Omaidru III, is coming up. And we need to bring you uh, up to speed with what's been happening. And uh, in a series of, um, you know, announcements that's been made by the uh, local assembly and also, as we understand, the Accra Metropolitan Assembly on uh, the closure of shops and some other activities that will be uh, happening leading uh, to this uh, funeral rites and other um, activities that will be marking the memorial of uh, her passing. Well, fortunately, we've been joined by Nathaniel uh, Atto, who's uh, with our team, the Joy Sports team. But this time around, uh, he's joining us uh, wearing another cap, right? Uh, because uh, he's serving uh, on the protocol committee, uh, which is a subcommittee of the uh, planning committee for the funeral. And that um, it's very trying times for those who uh, are indigenous of the Ghana state. Uh, but, uh, of course, we are also touched by this, uh, and that's why we're focusing on every bit of, of uh, her journey back home. But let's talk about what's been happening ever since, uh, you know, the planning committee started its work. Mm-hmm. Where are we now, and what are the activities expected? Thank you. So as we speak, there's a lot of activity going on at the palace in Kanishi, here in Accra. Um, there's a lot of, you know, renovation work going on. New uh, paths are being, you know, drawn out and, you know, are being filled up with the, the required material right. to ensure that there will be smooth movement of individuals and groups on the day. Right. Because you do realize that um, this is a funeral for the whole Ghana state. And considering the numbers that we've seen, the numbers we've recorded who have come over to the palace to sign the book of condolence, it becomes very important that we map things out properly so that protocol arrangements also go very well. So the various subcommittees have been at work since. And you do remember that a couple of months ago, His Excellency, the President of the Republic, also um, signed the book of condolence to officially open that aspect of uh, the build-up to the funeral. 
And since then, we've had uh, His Excellency the Vice President of the Republic. We've had uh, His Excellency the former, Vice, uh, the former President, uh, John Dramani Mahama, and a few other, and uh, quite a number of other you know, dignitaries come over to uh, pay homage and uh, to yeah. support the funeral. Yeah. For, for those who are not aware of um, the culture, the custom of the people of, of the Ghana state, um, what n normally happens when you lose right. a, such a royal, right. and what's been her role within the, 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 the Ghana state? Very well. So, um, Nadide Omedru III is the paramount queen mother of the Ghana state, the entire Ghana state. Right. So, this goes to cover every other community or town that pays allegiance or swears allegiance to the gas tool. Okay? So this then gives you an idea of the magnitude of what we have at hand or what we have to deliver in terms of giving her a royal farewell. Now, in our uh, traditions and in our customs, there are ways and there are practices, uh, specific practices, under burying a royal, a royal of her stature. Now... Uh, it is in that light that we have certain arrangements made between now and the weekend. Okay, okay. so one of them, for instance, which I, I guess is the reason why <laughs> well, I'm asking the question too, yes. is, is the question about whether or not we will have a curfew. Right. All right. Now, we're using the word curfew, but really it is restrictions. Now, for a trillionth time, I mean in quotes, the, the subcommittee led by Ni uh, Otinto, who is the Gbisi uh, Mante, okay, um, have been very clear on the restriction of movement because whenever there is the burial of, uh, you know, uh, a royal with, with this kind of uh, clout, there are certain cultural practices, certain like rites rights that are performed during the period. Now, during this period... You need a lot of peace. You need a very peaceful environment to be able to uh, get these rites performed. It is in that light that, for instance, we're told not to have events with loud music and all of that. Because, you see, it's a solemn occasion. We need a lot of peace of mind uh, to pay our respects as well to her. And every single person who is here, whether you're a Ga, Indigen or not, once you are here or you, you reside here or you have your business here or anything or have a certain relation or other with the Ghana state, you need to be a part of this. And these are, uh, you know, our norms and our values. These are part of our norms and our values. So because of that, there will be restricted movement. That is it. Okay. Once because night falls... We've seen the yes. announcement as well about yes. a possible... No, it, it, it will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, the closure of some shops. Very well, very well. How long would that, would, okay. would that take? So initially, initially, it was supposed to be between the 25th and yeah. the 28th of this month. Right. But after further con uh, consultations and conversations uh, amongst, uh, you know, the members of the committee, it's been agreed that on Saturday, the 28th of October... No commercial activity will, will, take, will, will take place, okay. especially in our markets. Okay, no shops will be opened in the whole of Accra. Okay, now um, it is very important that everybody complies with this because um, this is a collaboration as well between traditional authority, uh, the Accra Metropolitan Assembly, yeah, and also the Regional well. Security Council, which is led by the Greater Accra Regional Minister. So all of these uh, organizations are together on this particular directive, and everybody is supposed to comply. It's a whole day of paying respects, and it's a sign 
of, uh, of respect to the departed Queen Mother and also uh, a way of disciplining ourselves. That yeah. Look, plan for it that on Saturday, 28th of October, nobody is having any kind of activity. It is very important to note, however, as we wrap up this yes. conversation, mm -hmm. that um, there are categories of persons who will be allowed to do their business. For instance, mobile money operators and yeah. people who are like food vendors. And these are, you know, these are points that yeah. have been highlighted. Essential greatly. services. Essential right. services, yeah. basically. Mm -hmm. you know, but thing is that you have to restrict your movement on Saturday. Yeah. Very, very important. And especially when night falls as well, there has to be restricted movement. Nobody should be walking around. Oh, this is a very solemn moment. Yeah. Away from that as well, all shops have to be closed. I see. Uh, how about the funeral rites itself? Uh, okay. What's expected to happen? Are we going through a similar uh, mm. pr procedure as well for, Very well. Uh, for, for the funeral rites? Mm. Okay, so there will be uh, a pre-burial service on the 27th, okay? okay? Mm. And uh, all of the activity will take place at the forecourt of the Garmanches Palace, okay. you know, uh, which is being prepared for the activity. Um, and then um, on, on, on Saturday, which is the, the main day, we will have a mixture of Christian and traditional rites, which will be performed, you know, from morning. And so, um, you know, numbers of people, as many people as possible who'd want to mourn with a gas state uh, can be there. And the attire is, is, is red and black. And then on Sunday, um, everything will be brought uh, to a close with a Thanksgiving service. Okay, so that's basically the rest of it really will be uh, within uh, the confines of the Ghana Traditional Council and the families involved. Right. And afterwards, uh, there'll be a new uh, queen installed. Very, very well, very well. Uh, in, a, in accordance with our customs and our traditions. Very well. I will be looking out for that. But now, thank you for providing some clarity and also well. educating me on, on the culture. Very well. Thank very you. beautiful culture indeed. Uh, and Nathaniel Wattel providing us uh, with some updates on that. You also need to be mindful. 28th of October. On That's, Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. No That's commercial when, activity. Yeah, no one goes out uh, to, to uh, carry out any commercial activity within... Uh, that enclave, so you need to be very mindful of that. Uh, but let's move on and talk about health because the Ghana Health Service is investigating uh, the unfortunate passing of Nana Obeng, a 19-year-old uh, second-year law student at the University of Ghana uh, at the um, Ewim Polyclinic in Cape Coast. Nana Obeng's uh, mother, Nelly uh, Mills, indicated that she brought her asthmatic son to the hospital to um, administer a nebulizer treatment to prevent an imminent uh, asthma attack. However, she allegedly, uh, she's actually alleging that uh, the medical staff administered an injection instead, uh, which uh, tragically led to her son's death shortly after the Central Health Directorate says Nelly will have to wait for her answers after a thorough investigation and autopsy scheduled to last for the next two weeks. I don't think anybody feels the pain I'm going through. If not, any health assistance will not be sitting down. Nelly Mills is grieving. Not, She's unable to pick herself up after witnessing her son's untimely death at the Irene Polyclinic in Cape Coast. She tells me that her heart is in flames and nothing will douse it until she gets satisfactory answers from health authorities. I love the food. I went back to my shop with Isaac, thinking that he was eating, only for him to call me around 6.43 to say that I should come. 
when I opened the door and I can say, hey, are you not worrying me? He said, oh, ma, it's as if my asthma was to. And I said, oh, but there's no news. Because if your symptoms want to come, you've been using Ventolin all this while, and you have your Ventolin pump around here, so just use it. And he said he has read about the asthma, that if he used to use nebulizer, that would have been faster than the Ventolin. A 19-year-old son, now being a second-year law student at the University of Ghana, perished at the Ewin Polyclinic while seeking to use a nebulizer to control his asthma. When we got there, I saw two people there, one male, one female. I greeted them and I said, my boy was an asthmatic and he needed the help of the oxygen. Then the male guy shouted. I didn't know even Nana has already seated on the first chair there. Then the male guy shouted. But if he needed oxygen, was that the place for him? But I must say, get up and go and sit at the dead. And I said, ah, boss, this is the way you treat people here. We've never been here before. So if why he has sat, why he is certain is not the rightful place, I think you need to say it in a nice manner for him to move. You cannot more treat my boy here. Nelly said although she wanted to stay with her son, she rather chose to rush the pharmacy to buy a prescribed medicine. But upon her return, Nana Obin's condition had deteriorated. When we got there, only for me to know that the medicine was seven cities. I thought that ah, seven cities. And they don't have it at the facility there. You let's go. So we were chatting with the driver. When we got there, I met my boy vomiting. He's vomited and they gave me rubber or something that he should vomit inside. Something, something. And I said, ah, what is happening? Then he got up, he became like a tent. So when I was shouting, they came to hold me that I should go out. Then my boy shouted that they've injected him. So I was asking, what injection? What injection? Nana is not here for injection. Who gave him the injection? Nelly sits on the favorite sofa her son used to occupy in the living room. Her eyes are fixed on his dance videos on TikTok. She begs authorities to set her heart at ease by telling her why her son died. I went inside only to go and meet, again to meet my life, my boy lying there, lifeless. So I started shouting, hey, my boy is dead, oh, my boy is dead, oh. Because this thing, the, the underfoot were orange. Then they said he wasn't dead. I said, ah, this person lying down. So they took me outside. Later I was there when Isaac came to ask me that. One lady is saying they should come and ask me the boy's name, the date of birth, blah, blah, blah. And I said, ah, but you don't know anything about my boy. And you've injected him. Who paid for the injection? Who? Well, we are not there with any health insurance. I never went there with any health insurance. Who, who even instructed that medicine? Because we're not there for injection. Only for them to declare him dead. I asked the cause of the death of my boy. Because I wanted, I needed to know. And they said they don't deal with that. But they gather all cause of death and discuss it at the end of the month. So we should go and put our complaints on the paper. Authorities at the Wim Polyclinic 
told Joy News that the Central Regional Health Directorate had ordered them not to speak to the media. Meanwhile, the Central Regional Health Director, Dr. Marion Oko-Uhusu, says a committee has been formed to investigate the cause of Nana Oben's death. An autopsy has also been done and results will be ready in two weeks. But until then, Nelly Mills will continue to stay in her son's favorite seat, hoping the outcome of the investigations will heal her aching heart. Jojo Kovner, Joy News. Quite a touching story there. Uh, and uh, for now, uh, we give you some hope because imagine a barber who does his work with dexterity uh, with one hand. That's not all. He's also an athlete and a key member of uh, Ghana's uh, Paralympic uh, team uh, training for the Games in 2024. His story is one that evokes hope. Hope that regardless of one's condition, uh, he or she can achieve anything uh, with determination. Here's the story of hope uh, told by Hannah Odami. At a point, I wanted to commit suicide because sometimes when you go out, people will be pointing hands on you. That was his best escape from the dejection, depression, and anxiety he felt because he had only one functioning hand. Amos Ahiaba, born with two functioning hands, narrates how and when that changed. It's my mom who told him that when I was six years old, I went to climb a tree, and my auntie came to shout on me. So I jumped from the tree, and when I land, I couldn't land well, so I hit. So after two days later, they see that my hand started damaged, so they rushed me from my village to Kolebu Teaching Hospital. But when they got there, the doctors confirmed that they are late. So they can't do anything about it unless they cut it. Otherwise, I might be lose my life. So they just cut my hand. And after that, I was discouraged in life. So it took time for me to get close to my friends and even to go to school. After finding the strength to finally mingle, Amos also decided not to stay out of the classroom. He forever thanks his teacher, who discovered his athletic talent through a compulsory physical education session. So when it's time for inter schools, no matter who you are, he will suck everyone to the field for you to do something so that you will see. So when I went to the field, he called me and I joined some groups of people to run. And he was shocked. When he started running, he was shocked. I became first. So since that day, he never jokes with me. He always comes close to me and he always advised me that no matter what the situation, still God have a good plans for me. A national coach, Ibrahim Aminu Suleiman, discovered Amos's talent during an inter-senior high school competition at the Elwag Stadium in Accra. That meeting changed the dynamics of his passion. And I came to display my talent here and a coach, Suleiman, he saw me and he said, ah, I'm very good, so he wanted to train me so that I can become somebody in future. So that is what happened and I become a treat. Now me myself, I see myself that I'm improving because sometimes when I stand with the able people, I can run past most of them. At dawn every weekday, Amos sharpens his talent by training. Then after, he works as a barber 
A skill he learned by himself. Barbering, he says, helped him raise enough money to pay for his senior high school fees. When it's come for football, I'm inside. When it's come for athletics, I'm inside. And I'm also a school barber. <laughs> so they used to call me blessing because they think I can do all things by myself. I, I don't depend on you, anyone. I see, I see. And that, that should make you feel proud. Yeah. My mommy is not having, but sometimes she's tried. Yeah. But then it was the barbering in the school that was helping you. But yeah, helping me so Getting some money. How much were you charging the students? More times I'll be my school, some of the students are DB. So if I see that you are DB, I'll charge you much. If I see say, you are also like me, I'll know how to. <laughs> so how much were you charging DB and how much were you charging? The DB is something I took 20 CD from me. There is a certain guy. Motor is my baba, 20 CD straight. Straight, and he'll pay you? He'll pay me. of the Epitome Barbering Saloon, where Amos Wicks said he employed him because of strong recommendations from many people. After interviewing him and then he working for a deal to realize that he can work. So quickly he said, no, this guy is good, so we should just keep him up. So in life, we shouldn't cut off people with such cognition. If you are inclined, bring your quota by helping them. Emmanuel Havo, a childhood friend of Amos, talks about his association with his only Baba. He can run, he can play at the same time, the same person who can do two things together. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. So I would say those who are dis disabled, we should not see them and then go away from them. No, we should come close to them so that we can encourage them to do what they want to do. Coach Ibrahim says Amos is very determined in his preparation towards the 2024 para-athletic competition. We have gone to several, several competition, second, third, second, third. So he has taught me how to be patient. You see, training able people and disabled people are far, far different. So if you want him to do something because of one hand, he cannot get the balance well. So it's up to you, the coach, to be patient and let him do it according to what suits him so that you get what you want from him. Amos's hand is full now with barbering and athletics. He recalled that he used to be discouraged by disparaging comments and reactions made towards him, but added those emotions no longer trigger him to give up. I had a picture of it, so sometimes when I look on it, like I feel like crying. So I know I wasn't born like this, unfortunately, now I'm like this. Because sometimes people will just point hands on you and say, oh, by this time I went to store and this thing has happened and the crops is on and many people will say so many bad things about you. And sometimes when you are working and you want to call somebody for a help or somebody for a direction, the person might not mind, maybe the person might think that you are come to ask of help of money or something. So every day I encourage myself that God will help me to go to the higher level and always I stayed in Yusimbut and there is one guy at Brazil, he called Patricio. I always follow them on YouTube and I want to also become a superstar like them. The 100 and 200 track field runner is very hopeful. His dream of becoming Ghana's first para-athletic champion will soon become a reality. I want to see myself that like, I'll become a professional athlete 
for the whole world to see what God can do. When you help yourself, God is also going to help you too. His coach, Ibrahim, and friend, Emmanuel, are fully in support. Amos wants to be the first para-athlete to win a medal for Ghana on track and field. Amos has another wish. I wish if I get money, I could do artificial to support myself. For joining us, I am Hannah Odame. While his uneducated mother was married off to a stranger at the age of 13, the event which happened many years ago inspired him to establish uh, an after-school program uh, at Chivas uh, Ghana at Mampobi, uh, Mamobi uh, here in Accra. Well, that's the story of uh, Johnny's Impact Makers Award winner, Amadou Mohamed. Well, Amadou's uh, organization has so far trained more than 7,000 girls in Zongo communities. Uh, in robotics, electronics, graphic designing, and many more. He says Chinese's uh, Impact Makers Award has uh, projected his work, creating many more opportunities uh, for him. Maxwell Agoba went to meet him and comes through with this story. Okay. So It's just a few minutes past midday, and I find myself in a one-story building nestled in the heart of Mamubi. This unassuming space serves as a classroom, the center of knowledge for Achievers Ghana. Here, a group of dedicated volunteers from various tertiary institutions are leading the class, giving back to their community, inspired by the teachings of Adamu Mohammed. Here, I've met the man behind Achievers Ghana, Adamu Mohammed. His mission was ignited by a personal story, his mother's forced early marriage to a stranger. She's a Kayayu, who got head put in Accra, and then she has seven children, and I'm the only one that she sent to school. She's the one who sent me to school, not my father, and uh, I can remember she's a victim of early enforced marriage. Yeah, she's a victim. She was married at the age of 13. And then in that situation, it's like she doesn't even know my father. And she doesn't even know that she's even getting married at this particular day. All that she knows is that she was asked that there's marriage going on. And in the evening, she's going to be taken towards her husband. She doesn't know my father. Yes, and that's the kind of life that my mom passed through and she's a woman that uh, I will say that I have never I have never seen her happy. Here in this room are Achievers Ghana. There are three different groups taking three different classes. This one in electronics or internet of things, this one in coding and then this one in graphic designing. What is interesting about it is that the facilitators of these classes are all beneficiaries of Achievers Ghana. They went through this room and now they are back to give back to their community. I'm told on Fridays, 50 girls converge in this room to take classes in robotics. And in the coming weeks, Achievers Ghana will be rolling out the Zongo Reads products. And all you need to do is your mobile phone to scan this and get access to more than 2,000 books. 
Adamu believes that is one of the surest ways of changing this community. He says Mamubi and its adjoining communities are beginning to reap the benefits of the project he started some years ago. We have this uh, Zongo Reap project. Okay, we, yeah, Zongo Reap project is uh, a partnership between World Reader and Achievers Ghana, where we want every child in the Zongo community to develop the habit of reading. So with this, there's no way we can supply books to every, every child in this community. So what we did was that uh, a World Reader have an app whereby they have over 3,000 books over there. All that you have to do is to scan this. When you scan, then you just open this. You open this and then book smart. So you have over 2,000 uh, books in there from Crutch to university, even including their test books. And so that's the project. So we are, we are visiting over 100 households. All this will be pasted in front of their houses. So parents who wish their children to read, but they don't have money to buy storybooks for their uh, children, all that they need to do is to scan, and then they, they have access to all these books. Adamu says the Joy News Impact Makers Awards has opened a lot of doors and opportunities for him. During our conversation before we started, I told you that we'll be going to Bojwasi, uh, Wenchi, Mankesim, and other parts of the world. And it, it is true, the Joy uh, Impact Award that we had, there's a lot of calls that they need our presence over there. And the one thing that uh, this award is going, it's, 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 it has given the program a credibility. People now believe in whatever we do. This is not our first award, but I think Joy News is all over the world so it has made whatever we are doing that people believe in whatever we do and that's why they keep on what calling us that uh, we should come and do program with them we shouldn't limit our uh, program to only in Accra Aziz Ali Al-Hassan benefited from Achievers Ghana now he's a level 100 BSc information technology student at the University of Cape Coast School is on vacation and is here teaching the children basic robotics and electronics. As he says, this is his way of giving back to the community. Yeah, just the, uh, the place that shaped me, that shaped who I am today. So it's just a way of like giving back to the community. And not only that, I also believe like um, where we find ourselves, we don't have like role models who maybe maybe we can say, oh, maybe this person came from here, so at least I can also get there. And even most of the people who even make it from the communities, they, they end up like leaving the community. So no one, like the kids coming up, they don't see, oh, so this person really grew up from here and this is where the person has gotten. So at least I can also do some. So it's, it's, it's a way of like um, encouraging them that, oh, where you are now is it's just a temporal like situation. And uh, with hard work and determination, you can get away from it. Yeah. So what do you want? Cheese? Sikira Mohammed joined Achievers Ghana when she was in junior high school. Now she's a level 100 student at the Accra Institute of Technology. After many IT classes at Achievers Ghana, she decided to study an information technology related course. She's one of the volunteers teaching the students here a free course in graphic designing. So, staying my life in a lot of ways because um, when I started Achievers Ghana, 
Well, I couldn't, I don't know, I don't even know how to use the computer or something. Mm. Yeah, but now I can do graphic design, web design, and robotics. Achievers Ghana inspired me to go to AIT to study business administration and IT. Because I'm passionate for, because of Achievers Ghana, now I'm very passionate about IT. I want to learn IT, I want to go like. I want to get to the top in IT. Yeah. I am now here at the Al Walid Comprehensive Basic School. Some of the school children here are running to hug Adamu Mohammed after seeing him. His work is not only limited to achievers' gun. He comes here regularly to mentor the pupils here. He says he faced a lot of opposition during the initial stages when he started organizing classes for the children at Mamubi. Actually, it wasn't easy for us when we started, especially this school that we are, we, we are because it's purely an uh, Islamic community. So whatever you do and they think is violating the religion, you get a lot of uh, opposition out of it. So it wasn't easy for me at all. A time came, I was like, I regretted. Uh, coming out with that chair, but there's one imam, the mocks that we work, we have this, he who always work, said that, do you believe in whatever you are doing? I said yes. If you believe in that, Islam support what you are doing. Islam said that we should take care of a girl child until she reaches higher education. That is what Islam said, because women are supposed to take care of home. How can a woman take care of a home? if she has no knowledge on how to take care of that home. Dangerous proximity of Galamsey and sun winning activities uh, near water bodies continue to severely impact the operations of the Ghana Water Company Limited, resulting in up to 50% uh, treatment uh, losses, particularly in the western region. The, Managing Director of the company, Dr. Clifford Brimer, disclosed this during the 2020 edition of the company's accounting to the customer initiative here in Accra. He emphasized the gravity of the situation, revealing that waste water from mining firms in the western region surpasses the quality of water in the water company's reservoirs. My colleague, Carlos Caloni, has the rest of the story. The three accounting to the customer event by the Ghana Water Company Limited, GWCL, saw the presence of Dr. Frida Prempe, the Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources, alongside a deputy, Amidu Isahaku Chinia. It brought together staff and customers from all 13 operational regions to Accra, with each region showcasing their innovations aimed at improving water quality and customer satisfaction. Speaking at the event, Managing Director of the Ghana Water Company Limited Engineer Dr. Clifford Brimer expressed his concerns about the adverse effect of Galamse and sun winning activities, highlighting that waste water from mining firms surpasses the quality of water in the company's reservoirs. One is Galamse. Some of our stations, because of the high turbidity levels, instead of doing 5% process loss, and having 95% as clean water pushed into the system, will do as much as 50% process losses. And so between the 95% and the 50%, the 45%, the customers that were supposed to supply with it, 
who is going to do that? Water is not available for us to push it. And that's the challenge that we have in some of the centers, especially if you go to Takradi. It's a big issue for, for us. Surprisingly, the chief manager and his team, I asked them to do a test of the quality of the water that the mines discharge and throw away. They went to do the tests and the quality is far better than the one that we have in our reservoir that we are supposed to be using to treat it for you. Dr. Bremer also pointed out that revenue losses due to illegal connections and illicit dealings by some unscrupulous staff and customers are among the significant challenges hindering the company's smooth operations. A customer had his meter that was not read over a period and our staff had the courage to talk to the customer that the readings on your meter is so high that if you want to bill you, you pay more. He negotiated with the customer to pay 1500 out of 3300 or 3500 thereabouts. And this 1500 is meant to go into his pockets. And knowing to him, he was being monitored from day one. Despite these challenges, Dr. Brahma maintained that the company is making substantial progress in terms of revenue and water quality. 2022, we collected 1.235 billion Ghana cities as our revenue. And we are proud to say that from the auditors, we are qualified to have the ISO 9001-2015. And we've been assured that by the end of December, we should have that certification. What it means is that the quality of water that we produce, we can tell you that up to your gates, which is our responsibility, is to the standard. The company has acquired more than 400 magnetic and ultrasound clamp-on meters, which have been installed at 90 water systems to combat water theft. Carlos Galoni, Joy News. And still here in the current five charity organizations in Ghana will in the coming days receive grants to advance the sustainable development goals. The funds have accrued uh, from the maiden edition of the diplomatic fashion gala held under the auspices of the spouses of heads of foreign missions in Ghana. And uh, according to the association, the fund will be utilized in the areas of health and education. There's more in the following report. The mating edition of the Diplomatic Gala held at the Kempinski Gold Coast Hotel in Accra brought together diplomats, designers and philanthropists aimed at raising funds to support five local charities in the areas of health and education. The event, which is under the auspices of the Spouses of Heads of Mission in Ghana and international organizations, is also 
targeted at showing solidarity and goodwill to the people of Ghana. Robert Owen Jones is a member of the planning committee. We had two goals. Uh, the primary goal was to raise money for very worthy charities in Ghana and we have some fantastic charities that we're supporting. And the second goal was to really help uh, support young Ghanaian fashion designers. And we've been very fortunate to have uh, seven amazing young Ghanaian designers here tonight. Uh, this year we decided to uh, support uh, two... With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team. Jeter, you're in. We need a home run. I'll give it a try. I've swung a bat once or twice. That's out of here. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Uh, sustainable development goals, one in education and one in health. So, for example, in education, we're supporting libraries for children. And in, in health, we're supporting the Ghana chapter of Breast Cancer International and the Orthopaedics Training Centre, which gives so much help to disabled children in Ghana. President of the association, Naomi Michizuki, indicated that the group undertook this initiative as a way of making a positive impact on their host nation. We are a force and we want to make a positive impact, especially um, on Ghana because we as um, diplomatic um, spouses, we are only here for a limited time. We are not here forever. We come and go. So, um, you know, what can we do? If we put our positive forces together, we can, we can do something. And this, is, this evening is a testimony. This is a testimony. This is a proof that we are all here, no matter the creed, no matter difference of religion, no matter the color of skin, race, whatever. We are here tonight to put a positive impact on Ghanaian, uh, the most vulnerable people in Ghana, our host country. A few designers who participated in the event shared inspirations behind their designs. Uh, I'm Hajar Said. I'm uh, a fashion designer and my brand is uh, called Burda, Burda Creation. I'm from Morocco. The collection you have seen today is uh, presents um, Ghanaian traditional outfits with special touch of Morocco and other countries in West Africa. Uh, why this thematic is because um, I like diversity. I really appreciate this uh, diversity of culture, the traditions, and our very rich heritage in, in, in all Africa, if we can say. Um, my name is Travis Aben Kaspar, and I'm the founder of um, Ajaben. Um, the stuff I showcased um, tonight was a mixture of my previous collection and my current collection. So interestingly, my previous collection um, was inspired by um, a book. Um, um, that's a book um, that, that celebrates um, 100 years of um, you know, African women. 
and that was like the the title of the book is African the African Lookbook. Um, so for me, I was kind of like celebrating you know African women throughout the century through photography. And then this current one is very interesting. Um, I was inspired by um, Inkrumah's personal interest in music and dance because when you think about it, um, Inkrumah has a personal you know um, thing for when um, high life music and also dance. Individuals and groups who contributed to the success of the event were recognized and awarded certificates. As Dan Krumah's report read to you. Cybersecurity remains one of the uh, areas which can be leveraged to stem uh, the teeming uh, youth uh, of employment situations in Africa. Uh, 113 students from selective senior high schools in Ghana, therefore, are benefiting from free cybersecurity training in Kumasi. The training is aimed at equipping senior high school graduates with employable skills in cybersecurity. There's more in the following report. Cyber Ghana is a non-profit organization that aims at developing cyber and engineering capability in Ghana. Therefore, Cyber Ghana has organized the Magnet Boot Camp for all 2023 senior high school graduates. David Davo is the director in charge of technology of Cyber Ghana. Well, the purpose of the boot camp is a continuation of what we started with them when they were in secondary school. And the reason why we started this concept of cyber security with them in the secondary school is that we wanted to introduce them to the various career options and opportunities within the cyber security field, as well as giving them some of the basic skills that they will need and be able to build on going forward. Uh, this is because uh, most people do not have, or cyber security is not something that is found or is included in the curriculum that is taught in their schools right from the beginning. But you see that elsewhere, you find that cyber security goes, even at the primary school, they start teaching cyber security here. So we wanted to start with them from the very young age as early as possible. Yeah. He encourages the government to invest in equipment to promote cyber security. What we have to do is uh, for a lot of people or organizations or agencies or the government itself taking the uh, stage or taking the pain to provide the resources that is needed to train enough people with the required skills that we need to be able to fill up uh, some of these gaps. And that is what we have put ourselves to do and we hope that others will also join so that it, it will be better or we can have a wider coverage within the country. Some beneficiaries were happy the training has provided the requisite skills in cyber security. So far I've learned a lot, example protecting myself, um, also scanning through decks and other stuff. Oh, I've learned how to use OIS forensic to analyze and investigate cases, how to retrieve deleted information from pen drives and computer system. And I've also learned how to use brute force to to hack a system. Reporting for Joy News, Colinsia Eifa. And that's all we have for you in this package of the polls. I am blessed to log on to myjoyonline.com. Lots of stories there for you uh, to catch up on. Until then, we'll see you again tomorrow. Uh, and uh, next is Let's Talk Showbiz. Enjoy.
how we start an entertainment show. Now, this is Let's Talk Showbiz here on the Joy News channel. And here, we actually discuss everything entertainment. And talking about entertainment, I have the likes of Adam in the news. I have Pussy your thing in there. And also, did you watch the Trace Awards this weekend? I have some updates with you. Our own Camido was on stage and oh! Boy was simply amazing, and then musician Ashanti. How well do you know her? Well, we all know her in Hollywood, but there's something you definitely need to know about her. My name is Doreen Avu, and the show is Let's Talk Showbiz. If you're just joining me, this is Let's Talk Showbiz. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Starting with Rafa Edem. Oh, I think Rafa Edem will not be the first probably not the last to actually say some of these things and it has to do with gamro musica is like the musicians are naturally not happy about the way things are going with regards to the whole association some of them have called on leaders to help them find a way to manage it it's not working i mean musica recently elections one way is cut no it's not happening now we have a new president gamro yes rexuma is there but what's going on now adam was on showbiz a to z and he just said everything he said look the man said that everything about gamro music said is all bogus let's listen to adam on the show <laughs> i think gamro is bogus uh personally i don't care what anybody thinks uh but i think that uh we're in an era where there are solutions for royalty collection everywhere in the world. So mm. the government should be looking in those directions. And if you think you don't have the patience, join ASCAP, join CSAC, don't wait. Because you are going to have to leave a legacy for your kids. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says a good father leaves um, legacies and for, for properties his for his child. And mm -hmm. so whilst we are working on Gamro, the, 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 the world is in a new era of technology mm -hmm. nobody can be making excuses of mm -hmm. we find it difficult to track or to mm -hmm. to find out and mm -hmm. then um if there's okay. any media mafia who is also sitting on top of things so that they don't pay royalties for music being played mm -hmm. uh i know it doesn't work in ghana we are all christians but god never touches in our we leaders, are not all your Christians, heart, but though. may God touch your heart. <laughs> and to my Muslim brothers, <laughs> may Allah may touch Allah. your heart. Yeah. <laughs> I think that for music, uh, if it doesn't become an institution that is run by people who have the know-how, but we think that... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.